0: you're listening to the musings with morgan podcast a podcast where we discuss all things mental health we'll be discussing new mental health topics every week breaking down the stigma amplifying voices and emphasizing lived experience i'm your host morgan barella let's get started hello everyone thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the musings with morgan podcast i am so happy you're here The fact that I'm recording my second episode feels unreal. I just finished recording the first episode, and I honestly just did not think that this would actually happen. This is so exciting, and a little nerve-wracking, I'm not going to lie. Let's keep it real, because all of our feelings are valid, and I wouldn't be a good mental health advocate if I didn't tell you how I was really feeling. I think one of the most important parts of mental health advocacy is having respect for our feelings and emotions, and having respect for the feelings and emotions of others. That's exactly what today's episode is about, actually. Being vulnerable, validating emotions, setting boundaries, and taking accountability. Before we begin today's episode, I have an important disclaimer. I am not a mental health professional. I am just an advocate with lived experience. Any insight given is based on research and my own experience, and nothing I say should be seen as medical advice. And with that out of the way, let's begin today's discussion. Like I said in the beginning, I'm feeling a little nervous, but also excited. This whole podcasting thing is amazing already, and I'm really liking it so far, but putting yourself out there can feel overwhelming at times, especially with a topic like this. Now let me make myself extremely clear— I'm not ashamed of my mental illness. It is a part of my identity and it makes me who I am and I am not afraid to talk about every aspect of mental health, even the most misunderstood parts of it. But still, opening up about something like this and choosing to be vulnerable and real with an audience can be a stressful task. And that's completely okay. I believe that recognizing our feelings and accepting them is one of the strongest things we can do. We don't need to be perfect and handle everything flawlessly all of the time. Society sometimes makes it feel as though we have to be happy 24-7. It's toxic positivity. And I really want to talk about that on this show because toxic positivity gets me really fired up and we have to address this trend now. So if you don't know what toxic positivity is, it's basically the idea that we should be positive all of the time and that all of our problems can be solved if we choose to simply think happy thoughts. You've probably seen those motivational quotes that say things like, happiness is a mindset and life's too short to be anything but happy. And the intentions are genuinely good. The people who share these quotes don't usually realize the potential harm that they're doing And we've all likely subscribed to the idea of toxic positivity before. I think that a lot of the time we might think that this mindset is uh, beneficial. And positivity itself is great, and we should all strive to be more optimistic in our daily lives. But the problem lies in the belief that any emotion besides happy is negative, and it should be avoided at all costs. The difference between toxicity and positivity is that positivity recognizes the existence of other feelings and allows them to be there, while we still work towards a better mood. Whereas toxicity attempts to suppress any of those uncomfortable emotions like anger or stress and forces a different perspective in a way that is very unnatural. And if we bottle up all of our feelings, it won't do us any good. Personally, a big part of the reason that I think toxic positivity is so prevalent is because of the stigma against mental health. The conversation around mental health has certainly become more normalized than ever before, but there is still so much stigma that it's almost unbelievable. A lot of people engage in toxic positivity without realizing it's actually harmful, and that's why it's so important to spread awareness around this, because with conversations around mental health becoming more widespread... This mindset has been pushed onto people living with conditions like depression and anxiety, bipolar disorder, ADHD, everything. I notice a lot that when people open up about living with a mental illness, they're often provided unsolicited and unhelpful advice, especially on sites like Twitter and TikTok because I guess people sometimes feel the need to give advice on situations that they don't know much about. But anyway, I see it often where when someone is talking about, for example, their struggles with depression, and then someone will comment, no, you're choosing to be this way. Think happy thoughts and you'll be okay. Sometimes these comments are coming from a place of willful ignorance and ableism, or they might be coming from a place of genuine misunderstanding. Because toxic positivity is such a trend right now, and it all seems to have good intentions on the surface, but it can just end up being extremely invalidating. Living with a mental illness can be very hard, and it's not something that can just be turned off if we choose to look on the bright side of things. Telling disabled people that they need to just be happy does absolutely nothing to help, and it only perpetuates the idea that mental illness is a choice or a mindset. Again, like I said, there's nothing wrong with trying to adapt a positive mindset or encouraging others to do so. I personally practice gratitude every single day. I use a gratitude journal to write out things I'm grateful for throughout the week, and it is truly beneficial to me. It's when we attempt to suppress all other emotions in an attempt to be entirely positive all the time that we do damage to our own well-being. Recognizing all of our feelings is how we give ourselves respect. Incorporating a good amount of optimism in our lives is definitely something we should all do, but the goal shouldn't be to eliminate any negativity whatsoever. Every emotion you experience is valid, whether it's positive or negative. You're allowed to feel this way, and the first step to healing is by identifying your own feelings and then working towards getting better. Another really important thing that I think sort of ties into this conversation is setting boundaries. Along with self-validation, setting personal boundaries is something that, in my opinion, is one of the most essential acts of self-care that there is. This can mean many different things, and I just wanted to emphasize that boundaries are extremely personal, and will look different for everyone. The kind of boundaries that you set are entirely up to you. So what exactly are boundaries? Basically, boundaries are how we protect ourselves and our well-being, by setting clear standards for what we will and will not tolerate. This can be really difficult, especially for those of us who are people pleasers. It can feel really scary to set these kind of expectations with people. That's why we absolutely need to normalize this in all of our relationships. It's not rude, it's not toxic, it's actually completely the opposite. When we set clear and concise boundaries with someone, we are giving ourselves the respect we deserve, and we are showing that we truly care about our relationship with the other person and want it to be as healthy as possible. Boundary setting is absolutely essential to a healthy relationship, whether that relationship be with a significant other, a friend, or even your family members. You can also set them with teachers, coworkers, classmates, or anyone in your life and boundaries can look many different ways and might differ based on your relationship with a person, but generally they allow you to have agency over your body, your mental health, and your overall well-being. And I know that the topic of setting boundaries can feel a bit overwhelming, so I'll give some examples and break them down. Let's say you've recently become very close friends with someone and they've started to make comments about an aspect of your physical appearance. What is a lighthearted, friendly joke to them might feel like a total insult to you and that is 100% valid. Next time they make a comment like this, you can respond by saying, hey, I know you're not trying to hurt me, but I find this comment to be really mean. If you continue saying those things about me, I'm going to have to remove myself. If that person is truly meant to be your friend, they will respect the boundary you set and change the behavior that's bothering you. Boundaries can also be a bit more general and something that applies to multiple people. For example, I personally have set a boundary with people that message me on Instagram. Where I simply will not reply to someone if they are using disrespectful language or demanding that I engage in some kind of debate with them. Because I use my Instagram account to advocate for many things, especially mental health, I often get direct messages from people regarding the things that I post. Sometimes these people are genuinely curious and want to ask questions, and I am all for that. Seriously, I love to inform people about these topics. But other times, people will engage with me for no reason other than to be rude or try to argue with me. I know people sometimes have different perspectives, and I love to hear all different kinds of ideas about a topic, but when people are aggressive with me, I have every right not to engage with them. This is a boundary that I've set. It's not something that I make necessarily clear to others, but it's something that I've set within myself, and I make sure that I'm respecting this boundary by not engaging with those that violate it. Boundaries are such an important way that we can advocate for ourselves and care for our well-being. I know how difficult this can be, especially when we fear that our loved one will respond negatively to our wishes. But this is such an important part of a healthy relationship, as well as something necessary for our own mental health. So I really do encourage you all to make sure that you are setting the right boundaries with others. If we expect respect from others, we need to give them respect as well. Someone might decide to set a boundary with you one time, And you should respect that decision if someone makes it clear with you what is and isn't okay in your relationship with them it might make you feel a bit uncomfortable at first that's normal we might not even realize that what we're doing is bothering the other person and it might even make us feel sad or upset to think that we are making someone we care about feel negatively the best way to handle this is by taking full accountability accountability can be hard for some I really think I might need to make a whole other episode about holding ourselves accountable because this is such a deep topic. But for now, I want to address some important aspects of it. Accountability means that we're acknowledging our actions. Instead of being defensive and making excuses, we acknowledge what we did wrong and apologize. I cannot emphasize enough the importance of apologizing. Honestly, I feel like people don't apologize as much as they should. Now, what I mean by this is that it seems almost as if we've normalized the idea of never accepting our mistakes and constantly holding grudges with others. I think if we all decided that sometimes it's best to just say sorry, even for the little mishaps, we will really end up happier people. I don't mean apologizing for things that we shouldn't be apologizing for or saying sorry every single time we make even the smallest mistakes. I just mean that instead of holding a grudge with others or feeling worried that they might not ever forgive us... We should just apologize more often. Taking responsibility for our actions shows so much maturity. Giving a genuine, sincere apology is so important in maintaining healthy relationships with others. I'll give an example of what it means to take accountability. Let's say your best friend is really upset one day and tells you that it really hurt their feelings when you made a joke out of a situation that was very serious to them. This is not a moment to make excuses. You don't need to explain why you did what you did, or make the situation about you. When they tell you how they felt, you can respond like this. You're right. This was wrong of me, and I'm really sorry. I truly value our friendship, and moving forward, I promise you that I will not make these kinds of comments anymore. Again, I'm really sorry. This apology is sincere, because it shows that you're fully acknowledging their feelings, and you're making it clear how you intend to fix this mistake by not making these comments ever again. Apologies need these things, accountability of actions, acknowledgement of the person's feelings, and a pledge to do better moving forward. Self-validation, setting boundaries, and taking accountability are three of the most important aspects of self-care and community care. When we validate ourselves and set boundaries with others, we are respecting ourselves. And when we take accountability, we are respecting others. These concepts might be difficult at first. That's totally normal. We haven't yet normalized the idea of truly advocating for ourselves through boundary setting and self-validation. That's why discussing these topics are so important. The more we all understand about mental health, the more we will be able to normalize it in our everyday lives. I hope that listening into this episode allowed you to learn something new thank you so much for tuning in. I truly appreciate it so much, and I am so grateful for all of you. I'm so happy that you're here, and I hope that you'll stay connected with me by following me on Instagram, at Morgan Barella, and the podcast Instagram, at Musings w Morgan. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Musings with Morgan podcast. To stay connected, follow me on all social media platforms at the username MorganBarella. Come back next week for a brand new episode. I hope your week is filled with love. I can't wait to chat with you all again. Bye.